Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is season three, The Journey, episode number 99. Do you have social anxiety? Thank you so much for joining me today. You can check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can listen to me anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Let's pop in our earbuds and let's go. decided to start this podcast off a little differently, starting with a little Zen singing bowl. I just got it. I got it for myself in celebrating the upcoming 100th episode of my podcast, which is so exciting. And I really can't believe that I've spoken 100 times out into the abyss. And so I decided to gift myself with this singing bowl. And it wasn't very easy. It takes time to figure out how to do it. And I had to watch some videos to figure it out. It's not just about hitting it and it makes a sound. So I hope you enjoyed that little bit of what a sound singing bowl can be. I go to sound baths. I've started now. This was my second week going. I've been going for years, but of course stopped during the pandemic. And I've restarted with sound baths. Now a sound bath, if you're not familiar with it, is they have a bunch of um, metal bowls, crystal bowls made of different crystals, rain sticks, gongs, bells, and they learn how to play them in a way that resonates with inside of your body. And you actually can feel the vibration from these bowls and really hear them deep inside, almost inside your brain. And it really is a very um, unique experience and since we're talking about anxiety today it can be a great way for you to work on your anxiety because it can cause anxiety if you've never done it before not knowing what you're going to experience or anything like that and so it is a great way to keep going and building on your strength to combat your anxiety and if you're really concerned about it then go on to Calm or Insight Timer or wherever you like to listen to meditation type music and try a sound bath there first before you actually go into a sound bath class. If you go to my Instagram account, last week I posted a picture of what the sound bath setup looks like. Now forgive me today, I guess I'm coming down with something so I'm not gonna have a super, super long podcast today because my voice is hurting me to talk right now. So I didn't want to skip this week and I'm working on my celebration for next two weeks for my 100th episode. So let's talk about social anxiety. The question was, do you have social anxiety? And many of you may say, no, I get anxious. I have anxiety issues, but I might not care to categorize them necessarily as social anxiety. Well, obviously, it's what it says. It's around social situations. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are sitting in a circle talking to people. It can be out, meaning being out socially at a mall, at a grocery store, 
Last week, I also posted on my Instagram a little video of myself outside of Walmart. Walmarts and me don't get along. And I really never realized it until I started to say, I don't want to go to Walmart. And I really had to dig deep to figure out why. And it was social anxiety. I talked on that little reel about how the crowds and the, the, the aisles always seem to be very crowded and long lines to check out. And it just, as I'm doing it, I feel myself getting anxious. And I had to come to the realization of this is why I don't like to go to Walmart. And so it's a great store and it has everything in it from food to clothes to gardening. It's got it all. So if you don't like to shop around at different places, it's perfect. But for me, it's not. And so I never thought I had social anxiety. And as I started to hear more people that I know being either diagnosed with it or, or identifying situations where they feel anxious, I started to realize that I've had social anxiety for years. And I don't know what I actually connected it with. I think it was, oh, I just don't feel like going out with my friends tonight. I'm tired. It was a long day. Oh, I have a headache. It would seem like I'd have this magic headache that would come out when we were going out for somebody's birthday or to celebrate something or just to do maybe going to a painting class. And I would feel this, not just the day of, but the day before this kind of dread. And I'll be completely honest with you, I canceled a lot of times. And I convinced myself it was that headache or that stomach ache or that I was just so tired that I couldn't see myself getting dressed and going out. And as time's gone on, I've become more social, <coughs> excuse me, and I really think it was COVID that made me realize it. Being at home all those times and not being social, I realized how at peace I was and not having that feeling. And I really had to dig deep and realize that those were like, you know, fake symptoms that my body was probably creating to give myself an excuse not to go out socially. Now I went most of the time, but once in a while it just took hold of me. And it's sad because the people that I didn't want to go out with were probably the people that were the closest to me. I just didn't have the energy to be in part of a conversation or to hold a conversation or to feel when they start asking me questions and not wanting to talk about what's going on with me. We know when we get together with friends or family, that's what happens. And so I've really dug deep since then. And I work on it. And it's since I've been working on it, I don't get that feeling anymore before I go out with those close friends. I still get it when it's not within my close group. But when I go out with them, I'm excited even the week before when we have plans. So I've really learned to work through that. And my next step is to other social situations when it may not necessarily be with close friends, superficial friends, or people that I work with on a volunteer basis, whatever it may be. This is where my social anxiety comes in. I also have a hard time talking on the phone. 
calling businesses, doctor's offices, etc. I actually recently went to a motivational speaker where she spoke about this, about your fears of communication. And I realized it, it has to do with my social anxiety and just not being comfortable with myself and my tongue getting tied when I call people. And you probably say to yourself, you don't believe that because I sit here now for almost 100 episodes talking. But for some reason, getting on that phone and dialing the number and waiting for that person to pick up to, and to get my message across clearly and concisely is very hard for me. It creates a lot of anxiety. So that's my social anxiety. And I'm sure there's more. I just really haven't identified it yet. But as I grow and move forward and through it, I learn. And I may come up with other situations that put me in an anxiety type of state. So what happens when a, the general person experiences social anxiety? Well, basically, it's like I said, going out into the store. Maybe you're afraid you're going to bump into somebody you know and you're going to have to carry on a conversation. Maybe it's being in a work situation. So even though it's a work meeting, you get anxious because you have to talk amongst a lot of people. You have to be verbal. Teenagers and college students, the ones that have a hard time raising their hands or just spontaneously answering a teacher or professor's question is because it's not about they don't know the answer because they do. It's to actually raise their hand and say what the answer is and have all those eyes upon them and listening to what they have to say creates anxiety. And that's part of being in socializing with friends and family. You don't feel comfortable sometimes with all the attention on you. And so if you're, this is resonating with you, that in social situations, parties, parties, oh my gosh, parties, that's probably the biggest place where a lot of people experience social anxiety. Or if you're just someone who finds you just don't make friends, think about what is the core reason why you struggle to make friends. Is it because interacting with other people and making that connection causes you anxiety? Excuse me. Need a little drink there. So you really need to start to think. Now some signs of social anxiety. A tight muscle like that muscle, that sickness in the pit of your stomach. Having stomach issues having to go to the bathroom, getting that nervous stomach, feeling nauseous, starting to sweat, starting to feel very antsy and uncomfortable, getting a headache or a migraine, feeling almost like you physically can't make yourself go to that situation. Or if you are in that situation, feeling like you need to bail, very quickly, being sleep, losing sleep, up knowing that that event is coming because you're so anxious, unable to sit still, unable to focus before events. Now, these are signs of anxiety, right? Anxiety is anxiety. Social anxiety is anxiety that is caused or prompted 
by an upcoming social situation. It's as simple as that, but not simple to help deal with and cope with. But it's as simple as it's a social situation that causes you anxiety. And so now it's time for you to look within. If you really look deep and start to see a pattern of situations that you're always trying to avoid or bail out of or make excuses why you can't go, maybe social anxiety is the reason. Not that you just don't feel like it or too tired. Maybe the reason is, is those situations cause you anxiety. And let's face it, <clears throat> if we could avoid anxiety, we will, so we don't go. It's as easy as that, saying no. For me, it was never easy to say no because I felt guilty. Because part of me really wanted to go, but that social anxiety part of me just took over. It's like that angel and devil on your shoulder, right? I want to go. I don't want to go. I want to go. I don't want to go. Well, it's very difficult to go through life that like that and very exhausting and draining. And so the idea is to find the balance between the angel and the devil and figure out what you need to do during the social activity, before the social activity, and after the social activity to help you get through it and go and enjoy yourself. Ultimately, it's about pleasure and enjoying yourself. And so that's the pinnacle of what we would like to get to with social, shows, excuse me, social anxiety situations. And it's really personal what you need to do. For me, I've trained myself to not focus on the upcoming event. It's to focus on the day that I'm in. <clears throat> I know that I may have something on Friday, but I'm focusing on Tuesday and what I have to tackle on Tuesday. I don't need to focus on Friday till Friday morning. And that way, as I work through this mental process, and sometimes I write things down or jot them down on my smartphone um, to write the thoughts down about anxiety and then put it away. Not to ignore it, but to put it away. And it didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of work of me doing thought stoppers to stop myself from ruminating on what's happening on Friday when I'm in Tuesday. And a lot of that would be self-talk, journaling, doing meditation things that you, when you go on these apps, you can pick what type of meditation that you want. And it can talk about difficulties with so being social or situations that cause you anxiety. And so I really worked on this, really worked on this. And to be honest, it's something that's positive that came out of COVID for me because I got insight from having no social and missing it, but then being able to really look back on my behaviors and notice what my pattern was and how unhealthy it was. For myself, because ultimately, I was missing out. I mentioned the paint, painting party. Well, my closest group of friends years ago planned this painting party, uh, you know, paint and sip type of thing at one of those painting places. I did not want to go from the beginning, from the, the time that they made the, the, the date and the plans and the reservations. I didn't want to go. 
I just told myself, I just don't, I'm not into that. I don't want to go, even though I like painting and stuff. And of course, I bailed out. And now when those pictures pop up, you know, on Facebook, remembering pictures when they share them, it's a constant memory or reminder to myself how I deprived myself of something really fun. And that once I could have gotten past that roadblock of stopping me from going and the anxiety and just got myself to go in the car and go, I would have had a great time and I would have been in that picture. And so <clears throat> I can tell you all different kinds of ways how to cope with social anxiety, but I can't help you until you identify what parts of your life the social anxiety creep in. And that's a lot of looking inward. And we don't like to look inward sometimes. I mean, we know we're not perfect, but sometimes we like to think we're pretty perfect. And we're not. And there's many things. And as I sat in this um, group with this motivational speaker a few weeks ago, listening to what everybody else's communication issues were, was very interesting. And so you start to see how things that I might be proficient in, others aren't. And when we went around the room and they asked me what I wanted to work on, and I said it was the phone call thing of having this difficulty communicating and the anxiety that came with it. And I said, and oddly enough, I'm a podcaster and I have no problem talking there. And it was interesting as she showed me the reasons why being on the phone may cause me anxiety. And so I had to look inward and identify really what the core was. And it just was about getting on a phone with somebody I do not know, not knowing what they're going to say to me. Will I be able to have the right response or would I get tongue tied, which is what happens to me sometimes. So I knew that that's my, what blocks me and that's what I have to work on. And she even said that if I want to call her, we can work on that together. And so it was interesting being in this motivational speaking venue and about communication and how I identified my issue and got at the core of what it was. But it took looking inside and it was part of my social anxiety and still is. I'm going to work on it. I haven't started working on that yet. And so you need to look throughout your life. Look at the tasks you do on a weekly basis. Think about when special events come or work events come. And if there is any anxiety in there for you. For some people, never. They are social butterflies. They bounce and they love. I have a friend like that who just loves to go and do and socialize and be with people. And I'm not that kind of person all the time because of my social anxiety. And so I want to find a happy balance. I don't want to be like that all the time because I do like my alone time and my solitude. But I want to be able to be excited about things, be excited about making lunch plans with people that I may not normally go to lunch with. Looking forward to it. I mean, isn't that what life's about? Is these plans are supposed to brighten up our world and be with other people and make us smile. And when social anxiety holds us back, well, we're kind of punishing ourselves and really depriving ourselves of some of the beauties of life. And social anxiety can be debilitating. And so if yours is debilitating, it's 
first step is just identifying what are your triggers? What makes you, what situations make you feel anxious before you go into them? When you have social anxiety, it doesn't mean every situation. For some people it is. For some like me, it's just certain pockets of my life that cause social anxiety. In college, imagine these kids who, who suffer from social anxiety and they're walking into their dorm room for the first time, meeting their new roommate, who they're gonna live with for an entire year and having to create a whole new social circle. They're starting all over again. They're starting into their adulthood. But for those that suffer with social anxiety, that can be quite overwhelming. And in fact, can be many reasons why some kids don't go away to college. Because they're afraid and anxious of those social situations that will be, for a fact, they will experience as starting a new life in college. And so the beauty, if we can identify it beforehand and work through it and figure out what helps us work through it so that we don't miss out on those glorious rites of passage like going to college and living in a yucky old dorm room and sharing those gross, disgusting showers if, if social anxiety stops us from doing it. And so to look with it in and then identify how can I handle it. It may be going to a therapist and starting to work through it and for them to provide you with coping skills that they feel that might help you as an individual. I can list off things that I do, but it may not be what works for you. So this podcast is really about the first step is identification with inside yourself. What causes the anxiety? What are the symptoms you experience? What are you missing out when it happens? And do you actually want to change this with inside yourself and work through it? It will always be there, that angel and devil, remember? And it will always be there. And sometimes it may be worse than others, depending on how much chaos is going on in your life. We know when things are really busy in our life, anxiety levels heighten. So your social anxiety may heighten at those times. And even though you've got it pretty much under control, you may start to feel that. And that's when you have to do something a little bit extra for yourself to help you get through it. Read a self-help book on how to deal with anxiety. There are so many authors out there who have written about anxiety that what they've gone through, what their clients have gone through, and new innovative ways to deal with anxiety. It's hard because it's not just a feeling, it's a physical symptom. Anxiety is. Nervousness and and feeling like your hands are shaking and your head is pounding and there's a ringing in your ears and almost feeling the anxiety in your chest and feeling nauseous and dizzy. It's physical. So we have to work on counterbalancing that. Finding somewhere in the middle between the devil and the angel on your shoulder so that you can function. For me, the sound bath is a great thing. When I get into this point, I really start to be able to process and break my barriers down and identify what makes me feel anxious and how to cope with it. And the sound bath is a way to cope with it. I'm going to be trying acupuncture, 
mindfulness lectures I'm going to and what else when I did yoga for the first time this week since before COVID before my hysterectomy you all out there it wasn't easy and I'm still sore today but I did it and it was a great way to release my tension and my anxiety now this is what works for me you might be sitting there saying oh I know she's talked about these things before because that's what works for me what works for you maybe just taking a blanket driving down to the beach bringing a little food with you and just sitting there by yourself looking out to the waves seeing the white caps and listening to the sound and start to really think with yourself why do i feel anxious in these certain situations for me when i listen to music my favorite new thing is Acoustic music of pop, so your favorite pop songs, but they've made them much slower and much more simplistic. And when I'm listening to those, creativity is flowing. Whatever that music is just makes me feel creative. Well, for you, it could just be a way of focusing with that music and what your visual is and just being one with yourself. And when we're one with ourselves, things start to surface. So if you have identified or think or maybe feel you suffer from social anxiety, I want you to take some time to sit with yourself quietly this week somewhere. And maybe you need to do it more than once. But jot down those thoughts. We forget those thoughts a lot of times in those moments of peace and being one with ourselves because there's a part of our brain that we're opening up and usually tends to close as soon as we're done. So jot them down, have a little journal there and just jot down those thoughts so you don't forget that those creative thoughts or those, maybe those reasons of what is causing that social anxiety and social situations. Remember, this is all to improve your life, your lifestyle, the way you feel, to get the most out of your life. And anxiety can be debilitating, but it also can be worked through. It's just identifying your needs, what causes it, how you can cope with it. Well, I hope that this episode has helped you a little bit to start to focus on yourself. Everybody out there has anxiety, and I guarantee you there's one little thing somewhere in your life that causes you a little bit of social anxiety. And it's time to focus on you in the year 2023. Focus inwardly. Take those times to be one with yourself, to think from head to toe what is bothering you and what feelings are you experiencing and what is interrupting your happiness or stopping you from being happy and how does anxiety play a part in that. As you can see, I love my new gift that I gifted myself. Thank you for joining me today at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world, especially the places where you can be one with yourself. I'm excited next week or in the next two weeks will be celebration of my 100th episode of Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Thank you to all of you. It is quite heartfelt. And until next time, my friends, ciao.